0: Welcome to the Abundant Life Podcast. This is Pastor Derry. As the year 2020 rapidly advances, what are you currently doing to make this the best year ever? In today's message, Abundant Life Worship Center Associate Pastor Tracy Richardson challenges us to reach further with a message titled Identity and Image. Listen in, take notes, and I'll talk with you at the end of the message.
1: Amen. Amen. So... I'm going to try my best to be diligent with the time that's been allowed to cover this information. So I'm going to follow the lead of my pastor and set my timer. (laughs) (laughs) Amen. So as I said before, we need to figure out, in order for us to have our best year ever, to, to be firm in what you believe about who you are in your identity. So, what we're gonna do today is we're just gonna start from the beginning. We're gonna start from the very beginning. In Genesis uh, chapter 1, verse 27, um, we're gonna start actually, we're gonna start with uh, uh, 26. But in, in that, when God created man, He created us in his own image. Am I right? Okay. He created us in his image and his likeness. But when did he create man? He didn't create man until much later. He formed us from the dust of the ground. Later. So what does that tell us about who you are? Your spirit first. Then you are flesh. And your flesh should be be in subjection to your spirit. And we know, forgive me on the camera because I walk a lot. But we know, (laughs) and it's a little lower. uh, But we know... (laughs) But us being spirit first, this is where we need to operate from. We need to operate from our spirit first. How do we do that? Well, we need to stay in communication with the one who controls everything. God the Father. In worship, for me, it's funny because a lot of times when I'm worshiping, I'm just so happy. I I mean, it's just happy. It's joy. And I cry about everything. And it's really funny because You know, I grew up in a time where when I cried, it meant I was about to hurt somebody. Because I was angry. But now, through the transformation that the Lord has done in me for oh so many years, man, it's just joy. It's so much joy when I'm worshiping. So as I'm trying to get us to understand the who you are in the spirit, you should be worshiping from that point. From that that point of who you are from your spirit man knowing that before he formed you in your mother's womb he knew you. Now in the world uh, there's an identity crisis. The identity crisis has started because they're separated from God. If you had okay I'll, I'll just put it this way in your family most of us know who our mother and our father and our siblings are. We know where we belong in that family, in that family. Even if we were adopted, we still know those things. Now, in the spirit realm, where the world is challenged at right now, they have no connectivity to the Father. The one who gives them their identity. The one who formed them, knew them before he formed them in their mother's womb, he knows what gender they are. He knows what sex they're supposed to be, but sin has separated them so far from the father they have no idea of who or what they're supposed to be but the very person the very thing the very true and living God that could actually help them they just say, no I don't want that they don't want it cuz they don't trust it they don't believe it whatever it is They don't want it, but we have the information that's going to help people with their identity crisis. Now, all we got to do is get them to hear and be willing to receive what they hear because in the hearing will come transformation. We will hope that the hearing and the transformation would lead them one step closer to making the decision to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Yeah. Yeah. Amen? Amen? So in order for us to have our best year ever, we cannot be out there trying to figure out who we are or what our purpose is as a church. Yeah. Yeah. There's really a couple of things that we need to do. <laughs> really. Go into all the world, right, and preach the gospel. Each and every one of us in this room can actually do that. He's not asking us to do a hard thing. Well, Brother Tracy, I don't, I don't know if he called me to the mission field. Who is he talking to? Amen? Who is he talking to? How do you define your best year ever? If you want to define your best year ever, how is that going to come about? What is, what's going to make you have a better year this year than last year? Well, what did you do to make that happen? What have you done? So God is already preparing us for everything that's in front of us. But we just don't see it that way. Because we think just because it caught us by surprise, it caught God by surprise. But it didn't. It hasn't, because we already know that he's done what? Going ahead and made provisions for us. Amen? So we think, oh, provisions mean he's going to have money for me, he's going to make sure I'm healthy, he's going to be... Yeah, he does. That's all true. But what about the provisions to prepare you for the hurt that you're going to face? Because it's coming. He's prepared you for the hurt, the pain, the suffering. It's there. It's in your future. So how are you going to have the best year ever? What, what, how, what do you define as your best year? Is it money? Is it the cars? Is it the house? There are people who are homeless who will have a better year. This year coming right now, maybe even tomorrow, because they got a house. That's better for them than last year when they were homeless. But guess what? If they're outside of Christ, it's fleeting. It's fleeting. It won't last. So what are we going to do? We've got to go out and talk to them and tell them about Christ. So that that thing is not the thing that will make it the best year ever for them. But being in Christ will make it the best year ever. If you're outside of Christ, sorry. You can have all the stuff, but it still won't be your best year. <laughs> Listen, now that you've thought about what de- what's going to define your best year ever, and I've already asked you, what have you done to help that come to pass? Have you done anything to validate that statement that it's going to be my best year ever? I could tell you this, God has already done something. John 3.16 That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, right? And that whosoever should believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. In him, your best year ever starts right now. If you have not made the decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior because you believe you got more time, you're not going to have your best year ever until you do that. Let's go to, um, I don't know if it's in the notes, but... uh, John 3.16 is there, but John 3.18, because you got to make a dramatic choice. It's a dramatic choice to make the change to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I don't know if, let me, let me get to it, because I, I really want us to grasp
0: the next verse.
1: So we we already have 16, right? Let's read we'll read 17 real quick. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. Verse 18. Whoever believes in him is not condemned, but who whoever does not believe stands condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the of God, God's one and only son. So it's not Pastor Tracy, Brother Tracy, saying that they're not going to have their best year ever. It's the word. Because they're already condemned. What does that mean? They're separated. They're separated from him. How are they going to get back into alignment and back into fellowship with the one <laughs> who can save them? They've got to accept Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. We, make it, we, we don't need to make it any more complicated than that. And that'll help them start to realize who they are. It'll help them start to realize, oh, okay, so I can have my best year in him. But outside of him, everything that I'm going through now is just a, it's a loop. It's a cycle. It's just going to continue to happen unless I make a dramatic change. Now, for us who are in Christ, and we have the challenges, right? The rain falls on the just and the unjust. Amen. What do we need to do? We do? Yeah, I'm facing challenges, but what am I going to do about it? So I wrote down a couple of things that I would like to do about it as I know um, it's going to take a dramatic shift in the way I think. Okay? I'm in Him. And I know he wants the best for me. He wants the abundant life for me. So what do I need to do? Okay, I need to pray more. Everybody would say, oh yeah, just pray more, uh, Pastor Tracy. and that'll, that'll change your life. Yeah, it will. But once you pray and he tells you to do something, are you going to do it? <laughs> That's the challenge, right? Once you, once you pray and you receive the answer from the Lord, are you going to do what he said? Because that's, that's a challenge. Yeah, I'm just telling you the truth. For me, I got cement shoes, man. I be dragging my feet on all kind of stuff. I'm like, Frankenstein up in here because he told me. And I'm like, oh, man, really, Lord? Okay. But I'm being real. Some of you won't do that. You won't be real about it. But that's the truth. I was in a grocery store one day, and I had a challenge uh, with helping a customer, right? And the customer goes, hey, man, can you help me find this item? And I said, yeah. So long story short, he began to tell me about his move and where he's from and all this other stuff. And um, I said, hey, man, I think I would like to do, move to that state. And he says, you know what? You can do it. And he said, you know what? I declare you to be the blue jean millionaire. Right? I'm like, what? I don't know this guy from Adam. But he declared me to be the blue jean millionaire because I told him in short, I'm just telling you in short, that we had a discussion about investment properties and da-da-da-da-da and this stuff. And he goes, well, you know what, man? I dub you to be the blue jean millionaire. You know what's funny? I didn't even have on blue jeans. (laughs) But you know what? I love jeans and I wear jeans a lot. I come home from work and I put on jeans, the kids are like, why do you got on jeans, dad? I'm like, I might need to go somewhere, <laughs> put on jeans. Amen? Amen. But I heard that word from him. That was, I'm like, okay, am I gonna take that to heart? I'm not gonna take that to heart because it came from a stranger. Amen, it came from a stranger. I would love to be a blue jean millionaire, but what am I going to do? The word came, what am I going to do? Okay Lord, you sent a stranger to tell me I'm going to be a blue jean millionaire. Did I pray about that? No. I'm being honest. I'm like, this guy from Jamaica man, tell me I'm going to be a blue jean millionaire. <laughs> Literally, this, this is what happened, I mean he spoke kind of like that. so. But we, this is a trip. We'd, we hear these things and we hear it in a little thing and then we won't take it to God and ask him, Lord, is that you telling me? Are you bringing that to me so that I can be what it is that you want me to be? Guess what? It wasn't about me being a millionaire. It was about me being the millionaire so that I can bless other people that he's going to put in my path. Amen. Come on. Because he already knows. Amen. Oh, and, and oh, by the way, he knows what's going to happen to you. Yeah. Right? If you lose your job and your resources, he's already prepared you, right? So look, look, (laughs) he prepared you already for the lack. He prepares you for the lack. (laughs) You just got to understand that you already been prepared. Do not whine in the lack. Okay. what am I going to do with what I have? My pastor has been saying that to us. What are you going to do with what you got in your hands? What you got? Let's do with what we have. Okay, so what I'm I'm saying for me, for 2020, this is what I'm going to do, right? I'm going to hear better. I'm trying to hear better. When I talk to him, I want to hear better. When I listen to my wife, I want to hear better. Amen? Amen. I want to see better. Huh? I don't want to just see the surface things. I want to see deeper. When God reveals his vision to me, I want to see deeper. I want to say, okay, Lord, I see it. You're going to take me there. So I'm going to write the vision. I'm going to make it plain. Why you got to write the vision? To make it plain. Because it's in your head. Once it's in your head, it's just going to be like noodles in there. It's just going to be rolling around. And it has no, it has nothing, no foundation. It's just, it's in there. You got to get it on paper. Get it on paper, write the vision, make it plain. Guess what? Then I want to move better. I want to move better in him. He's telling me to go. Yes, Lord. Okay, Lord. Okay. Like not hesitating. Right? Like just like, okay. And I'm going to give you a perfect example. Today, we were opening church this morning. and It was a real simple thing. And we have a planner out front. And I said, I'm going to go put the planner out. But I heard, no, don't put the planter out. I'm like, it's just the planter. I'm going to put the planter out. No, don't put the planter out. Well, long story short, I didn't obey. I put the planter out. I walked outside, came back. The planter was tipped over. All the dirt was out. Not all the dirt. A lot of the dirt was out of it. I was like, ah. And I, I, I said, Lord, oh, my gosh. I missed that little thing. Right? I'm just telling you, it's just, it seems like such a minute thing, right? But God is in the little things. And if we can't hear him just in that, and oh, by the way, then I'm going to try to hold myself in condemnation. Lord, I'm not listening to you, and I'm supposed to be teaching and preaching this morning. How am I going to listen to the Holy Spirit, and I can't even listen to him when he tells me don't move a bucket? Amen? Hey, this is, I'm just, this is real talk, right? Because we don't think that it's him sometimes. We just like, oh, it's just a bucket. It's just this little teeny thing. Didn't have major ramifications, but it just enlightened me to be in tune with what God was trying to tell me. So I want to move better with him. I want to praise him more, deeper, right? Give him the praise that he's due because he's worthy to be praised. You know, praise him for the good, praise him for the bad. Worship him in spirit and in truth. I want to worship deeper. For in order for my 2020 to be better, these things I need to do for me. Do. I just need to do better. (laughs) Right? Do better. And you know what else? Do something that I've never done before. Expand my territory. Expand the way I think my horizon. Just look out further and do what I've never done before. Now, I'm not talking about jumping out of an airplane, but it might be something like that. Amen? See, again, it's, it's a little funny, but you know what? Let, let the Lord bring that revelation to you because it may be jumping out of an airplane. Because he needs you to get over a fear of something. Amen? <laughs> interview a millionaire, Amen. That's actually on the table for me, to be honest with you. Go where I've never gone before. Go where I've never gone before. Look, that can mean physically and spiritually. You know, 10 minutes of prayer can do a lot. <laughs> but what can 30 minutes do? <laughs> Amen. Amen. Some of us be asleep after 11 minutes. We're like, "Oh Lord, I've been praying for 10 and <laughs> Nap. Instead of prayer it becomes a nap. You wake up from the nap and be like, "Was that you, Lord?" You Got to write it down, right? When I dream, I do write sometimes I wake up and I write it down, but other times I'm just I just laugh <laughs> okay, thank you, Lord. <laughs> I'm getting better, guys. I'm saying 2020, I want to do better. Right? <laughs> pray. I said pray like I've never prayed before. And then the last thing is, well, it's two more things. <laughs> I want to give like I haven't given before. I really do. I really want to give like I've never given before. And I think I mentioned it to a couple of the, of the Golden Girls um, because, you know, you guys, you guys got to understand something. People bless you right? They bless you with their speech, right? With a kind word and a touch, a gentle touch. The golden girls that I've encountered, they're very much like that for me. They're encouragers for me too. And and the thing is, I'm like, I want to give more to someone like that. But guess what? They really don't count. I need to give to someone who can't give back. That's his word. Not that they're not deserving of it. Not because I don't love them. Because they can reciprocate. I need to be able to take what I have and dack somebody I don't know that I know can't dack me back. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That's the blessing. And then serve. Serve. Serve as a servant of Christ. Just serve them. Serve the people as a servant of Christ. I don't, I don't even, yeah, I was going to say, I don't know what you guys are seeing behind me, but these are just my notes that just didn't even make it to the board. But I just want to say that the way that the Lord is moving for us, in us, as a ministry, is to help us with those little things that we do not think are significant, that helps mold and shape our identity. Who we are, what we do, when we do it, where we go. And it's a challenge for us because guess what? It is really something that you have to determine in your heart to do. You have to really determine in your heart to say, yep, I'm going to do that. I'm going to change. I know it's going to hurt a little bit. See, that's the other thing about transformation and identity, right, for us in Christ. Sometimes it's really, really smooth, and other times... It's a stretching. It's a pulling. It's something that where you are, have to be made uncomfortable. You have to be made uncomfortable. Here's, a, here's something I'm just going to toss out there. You're used to Pastor Jerry speaking to you. It may be uncomfortable for you to hear another voice. Hey Amen? I'm talking about truth, guys. Okay? It's true. But guess what? If God can use a donkey... Amen. you better listen, because he can bring that revelation. And I don't need to be hit with no sticks either. I'm just going to tell you like a T.I.Z. Man, we already know that this cannot be a better year outside of Christ, your best year ever outside of Christ. It could be a better year, but it cannot be your best year ever outside of Christ. I keep thinking something's on my face, but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> so let's, let's, let's look at something in Galatians really quickly. Um, Galatians 5 and 22. Again, guys, I'm sorry if it's uh, not up on the board. <laughs> so in order for us to know... That we're living by the Spirit and walking by the Spirit, we're gonna, it's gonna tell you right here. Because you know what you you know what you're not supposed to be doing. Right? Verse 16 says, So I live, so I say live by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. For the sinful nature desires what is contrary to the spirit and a spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other so that you do not do what you want. But if you're led by the spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the sinful nature are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery, idolatry and witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, Fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension. Okay, so we know all the stuff that is contrary to what he wants us to be in verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. So you know you're not operating in the Spirit when you're out of control. You know that you're not operating by the Spirit when there's no joy. Amen? You know, just looking at the Scripture, right? If you're not a peaceful person, you're not operating by the Spirit. You're not patient. How am I going to be How is this going to be the best year ever for me? I'm in Christ. I have to operate like this. I have to operate by the Spirit. And you know when you're not there. <laughs> you know when you're not there. <laughs> so all you got to do is say, Lord, forgive me, and get back on track. Get back to where you know you're supposed to be in him operating by the fruit, love, kindness. Are you just not kind? Are you just, just not kind because you just think that that's the way I am because that's the way I grew up? You're in Christ. You're a new creation. The old things have passed away. So You got to let go of that. I'm just like this because that's the way I am. Mentality if that's you. (laughs) Being gentle. Gentle with your touch, gentle with your speech. Sometimes (laughs) a harsh word (laughs) comes across, right? But we know that a soft answer turns away wrath. Amen? So if we can work diligently about how we speak because it's funny we were uh, in Bible study we've been talking about the law of confession and what you say out of your mouth and how you operate after you say it do you even believe what you say <laughs> Believing what you say your action can definitely show based on what you say manifest some things that you (laughs) just because you say it now you gotta oh man I believe it now you gotta do it amen because guess what people are watching because you've already said that you are this thing I am a Christian oh really good I got my eye on you Okay, so it doesn't happen. I bet you've all been challenged as, as believers in Christ when, when you've done something that may have been a little askew and somebody said, I, I thought you said you was a Christian. Because they're watching you. Amen. They are. Amen. Because they want to know that you really believe what you actually say you believe because of the one who you say you're in. Amen. In Christ, I am a new creation. Yes. Well, okay, you are a new creation. Well, forget that old stuff that you used to be doing. You can, you can. You can put it all down. But guess what? It's going to be a challenge in some areas. You can't quit. You just can't quit. So we already know what it looks like to be the new you. If you haven't been operating by the Spirit, now you know that this is how you need to be operating. So as soon as you feel the other stuff coming up, you got to put it under your feet like Pastor Derry was talking about last Last week. We got to put it under our feet. Amen? Amen. <laughs> we already know that we were formed in his image and in his likeness. And the Spirit puts the flesh in subjection. Now, walk ye in it. We got to walk in it. And guess what? Not just for you. It's not just for you. It's for all of us. I need Sister Erica. Oh, (laughs) on that note, no, I don't. (laughs) I need Sister Erica. I need Brother CJ, Brother Joe. I need my pastors. We need to be there to encourage one another in the beloved. Amen. Our pastor's been teaching about it Ephes- in uh, preaching about Ephesians chapter 1, and right, and we've been adopted into the beloved. <laughs> I need you guys who are in the beloved to function by the spirit at a very high level. I had a situation today, this morning, and I asked someone. I said, "Hey, are you okay?" They said, "Oh no, I'm fine. Man. I'm fine. I'm fine." They kept going about their business, and I walked past them again. I said, "I'm gonna ask you again. Are you okay?" <laughs> "Oh man, I'm good." Hand on the shoulder. "I'm good." And I halt, and I stopped right there, and I said, "Are you okay?" He said, man, you know me good enough to know that something's going on. With a smile on his face. And I said, yeah, man, you're my brother. Amen. Amen. Operating by the Spirit at a high level. Knowing the countenance on my brothers and sisters' faces to understand, they're not going to just say it. But our identity in Christ, we're in, we've been adopted into the family of the beloved. Beloved. I know what my daughter looks like. I know when she's happy, I know when she's sad. I know when she's disappointed. She's my family, she's my blood. Same with my wife and my other cheerings. (laughs) Amen? Because we have a connectivity because we are identified with one another in Christ. Now, man, you know, (laughs) that was just the one paragraph. (laughs) God is so so good. He's all knowing, He's all powerful. And I pray, my prayer is that you guys today will walk out of here with an understanding number one of who you are. Walking out here and actually operating in that. I'm not telling you that you're going to operate like holier than thou, and you got the tassels on the bottom of your, sh- of your pants and your dresses. And no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. Be holy as he is holy. Amen? We're going to impact this world. Let's, let's start right here in Vallejo. For the kingdom, for his glory. I mean, why would he, why would he even allow Pastor Derry to start a church if he didn't believe he could have impact? Why would he bring you here if you didn't think you had a reason to be here, a purpose in the ministry? Our identity in the beloved is that we would expand the kingdom for his glory. We're not doing this by accident. This is a purposeful ministry. And guess what? You have a purpose in the ministry. We have to understand that it's not by accident. We have to understand that we have to operate at a high, high level. Would you guys? Uh, Pastor uh, Edward uh, this morning said uh, something about the stock market. People are just putting their money out there. They're putting their money out there. They don't know if it's gonna grow or if it's gonna fall, but they're just taking a chance that it will do. They're taking a chance that it will grow. That's what they're doing. They're taking a chance that it will grow. <laughs> but they won't even take a chance on Jesus. Listen, our father owns a cattle on a thousand hills. <laughs> Whatever you need, he got. But you won't even trust him. The world, we're here for the world. We're here for the people outside of these walls. We're here for those people. You're here to get built up, encouraged in the word of the Lord, understanding what his word says so that you can go out and reach the the people for the kingdom for his glory. I know, by the way, while we're here, we're supposed to make disciples so they could do the same thing. Without the first disciples, we wouldn't even have this book. Amen? So guess what? We have some very important work to do. Very important work to do. Let's get our identity straight. We know who we are. Let's get that straight. Operate by the identity that he placed in you before the foundation of the world. He Before he formed you in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knows what you're going to do. But you guess what? In Christ, you've been forgiven. and understand the significance of who you are in him. You have value. You're valuable to him. So let's make it a point that we not waste the value. Amen? God is so good that he already knows. He already knew. And because the timer already went off, I better... I'll leave, you, I'll leave you with this. <laughs> I've already said that I need you. And you guys understand that our pastoral staff, we need you for the work of the kingdom. You're going to be challenged. You're going to get pressed. You're going to be irritated. But you're going to have to work. <laughs> because, you know, it's funny. When you're receiving a paycheck, right? You just don't just walk away. <laughs> you, don't, you just don't walk off the job because <laughs> somebody hurt your feelings. Amen. You don't do that. You don't do that. You just, you go to HR. <laughs> Lord. <laughs> but guess what? He already told us what to do even then when that happens to us. Amen. In the spirit realm, right? Go to your brother or sister who get, you have an art with. Take somebody with you and if you don't go in the first time, And now you take them the second time so that they can, uh, you have that witness. And then if that doesn't work, you take it to the elders. But look, don't even pray if you ain't forgave. If you ain't forgave, don't even pray. Because he said he's not even going to hear it. Pray. I mean, forgive and then pray. Amen? (laughs) We got work to do. And it's a good work. And only what we do for him will last anyway. Amen. So, as long as we understand we have him, he's in us, our identity is sealed in him, we got the victory. Amen. We got the victory. Yeah. Hallelujah. Let's give God some praise. Amen. 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 So, um, today, if you are, Pastor Derry, did you want to do the altar? If you're in this room today, even those who are online, and you've never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you've never made that declaration, I implore you today to take that step. We want to pray with you if you haven't done so. The altar team will be over to my left, your right, today, to, to, to pray with you. And um, just to help you with, the, with those things that you may need prayer for. So, first of all, we wanted to make sure that you are sealed in him. Second, if you have any other thing that you need prayer for, for healing, for your physical body, for your mind, because we understand that our mind is under attack. If you need prayer for an understanding of your purpose here in the church, um, in the church body, we want to pray with you for that. And also, if God has given you The uh, nudged you in the direction to, to, to join Abundant Life. We'd like to pray for you for that. And so that you can get all the materials that you will need going forward. After today, it's a new day. After today, this could be your best year ever in Christ. Amen? So going forward, let's everybody stand up and give God some praise again. Amen?
0: Thank you for listening to today's message titled Identity and Image by ALWC Associate Pastor Tracy Richardson. For more information about Abundant Life Worship Center, we want you to feel free to check out our website at AbundantLifeWorship.net. On our site, you're going to find more information about us, our church and events calendar, and other messages that may be of interest to you. On our media page, you can catch our live streamed worship service, which is broadcast every Sunday at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Once again, the site is AbundantLifeWorship.net. If you'd like to join us for a live service, click on the About Us tab and get service times and more information and directions. You can also find us on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash abundantlifeworship.net. God bless. We look forward to seeing you on our next podcast. And until then, please remember that Jesus came to give you life and that more abundantly.